0: The Post has a new destination for everything travel. Check out By The Way for local guides to the world's top travel spots. There's more to see at WashingtonPost.com travel. Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. I'm gonna start this episode about insanity by talking about pregnancy. So, there's this old line, right, about pregnancy. You know, you're either pregnant or you aren't. Not a little pregnant, not a lot pregnant. Pregnant. Okay, so what about insanity? Can you be a little insane? Or what about this? Could you be temporarily insane? Like, insane for a little bit, then back to normal. Here's what I'm getting at. If you pay attention to criminal trials, you're probably familiar with the notion of insanity. It's the defense that the defendant can't be held responsible for his or her actions because he or she is mentally ill. But you might be less familiar with the notion of temporary insanity. That's when a lawyer argues that a defendant was insane at the time of the crime, but regained sanity afterwards. Strange, right? But just how such a thing as temporary insanity came about might be even stranger than the concept itself. It all started in Washington, D.C., when a congressman's wife cheated on him. If you love gossip and drama and D.C. politics, this story is the gift that keeps on giving. The congressman was Daniel Sickles of New York. The wife was Teresa Sickles. On the outside, the two seemed like a power couple. They hosted balls and dinners and receptions. They had a six-year-old daughter. But soon... The Polite Society of D.C. noticed that Teresa and a district attorney named Philip Barton Key were always together. Key, by the way, was the son of Francis Scott Key, the guy who wrote the Star-Spangled Banner. Anyway, the two eventually became secret lovers. Key would leave a string outside his window as a signal to Teresa to let her know it was safe to visit. To be fair, they weren't that good at keeping it secret. But despite that, Teresa's husband, Daniel, remained oblivious until the evening of February 24th, 1859. That night, Daniel and Teresa were entertaining dinner guests when someone slipped the congressman an anonymous letter. He stuffed it in his pocket, but when he opened it later, he found out everything. Daniel confronted his wife and Teresa quickly confessed, but he still wanted revenge on her lover. Two days later, Daniel found Key in the street, pulled out a gun, and killed him. Washington, and the rest of the country for that matter, was horrified. In court, Daniel admitted to shooting Key and expressed no remorse for doing so. But he had no intention of pleading guilty. Instead, he assembled a top-notch defense team. And they came up with an unusual argument that at the time of the shooting, he was temporarily insane. Insanity had long been used as a staple defense argument, but no one had ever argued temporary insanity. That argument, though, combined with the other argument that Daniel had noble reasons to kill Key, proved defective. The jury deliberated for just over an hour before coming back with their verdict. Not guilty. It was a controversial verdict, cheered by observers in the courtroom, but derided as a long stride backward, for justice by an editorial in the New York Tribune. But temporary insanity continues to be used by defense lawyers to this day. As for Daniel and his wife, well, they ended up making up. And that became the source of new gossip. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Robert Mitchell, who reported this story for the Washington Post. For more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.